worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. Sardar in the morning, 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. Another huge game for the Cowboys this week, I guess. I kind of like where they're sitting. If I'm a Cowboy fan, I don't, I don't mind going to Tampa or New Orleans. I ain't scared. What has Tampa or New Orleans done to scare me? Let's see what RJ Ochoa thinks. Blogging the boys. It's weird not see. There he is. RJ, good morning, sir. How are you doing this fine Thursday morning? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing well, Rudy. Pledge, uh, not as fashionable as you are today, Rudy, based on your uh, your morning Instagram post. <laughs> uh, I'm, bummed, I'm bummed you took the jacket off for me. Uh, but uh, doing great. Hope you all and yours had a very, very Christmas. And Same hope you're to you. Up and ready for a happy New Year. Same to you. Same to you, sir. Um, first, let's start off. I'm a, uh, I'm a man of my word. I text RJ yesterday and I was like, hey, man, we're not on Friday. I need you to come on tomorrow. And he said, I will if you come on air and admit that Dak Prescott is better than Justin Herbert. For those that don't know, we had a very heated debate, spirited debate about Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert when we were out in Oxnard on the beautiful balcony overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And Jay, myself and Joe were like, hell yeah, you take Justin Herbert over Dak and, you know, Jason and RJ were like, hell no, you take Dak. But I think, you know, after this year, Kellen Moore with Dak Prescott, number one offense. Two times in a row. Last two years when Dak's the starter. Justin Herbert can't do a damn thing with Kellen Moore. So, man of my word, right now, Dak Prescott absolutely is better than Justin Herbert. Man of my word. There you go, RJ. Yeah, it feels good, um, Rudy, to hear those words that, that I that I knew were true several months ago. Um, and did you really believe uh, it you know, then, or did you just want to argue with me? Like, did you really believe that at that time? But the point that I would like to add is, you again, you you faced that conversation with you're a GM. Who would you rather have? And I said, well, Dak Prescott's making forty million dollars this year. Like, so right. I mean, I think he's the better quarterback, but he's also the better value right now. And you got all up in a tizzy because you were like, why are you talking about contracts and all this stuff? And that's that's the game. I have not heard anyone mention this season how much money Justin Herbert's making. Dak Prescott's making $40 million a year. He's like the 12th highest paid quarterback of the NFL, and that bothers some folks. But Justin Herbert's like number three in terms of annual average value, and everybody sleeps pretty well at night about that. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the t- it's crazy. I mean, there's so much to talk about when you talk about the Cowboys, especially I think number one on the list is – Tyron Smith and his health. Clearly, that's the biggest story when you talk about on the field, RJ. But Micah, where are you at with Micah? Is he hurting himself? First of all, I feel like he's right. He is 100% right. There's no way Micah Parsons should go 36 quarters without getting a holding call in his favor. But at this point, is it hurting himself and the team with him continuing to discuss referees? I like to live my life by uh, a number of mottos, and one of them is MTCBT. 
multiple things can be true. <laughs> um, and in this case, one of the true things is what you said. You're, you're right that Micah's right. He's getting held. It's been a ridiculously long time he's drawn a holding penalty. Um, I don't know that I would go as far as saying he's hurting himself. Okay. He's definitely not doing himself any favors. Um, and, you know, that's just the, the gamesmanship portion of it. I, I'm not a fan of complaining about officiating. You know, two years ago, the Cowboys got beat by the Cardinals at home, and it was really embarrassing. Mm, and right that after day. that, Mike McCarthy, C.D. Lamb, Demarcus Lawrence, they all said, like, yeah, we were out there playing two teams, the Cardinals and the rest. And it was like, guys, this is some, some big loser energy. Like, you, you lost. Just, you know, it, it can be okay that you lost. Right. Um, and so this is teetering closer to that. Um, and, you know, the same way that, you know, the Lions are preparing for the Cowboys and the Cowboys are preparing for the Lions, the officials for the games prepare for these teams. And they understand, like, hey, this guy's, you know, playing this way. He's, he's getting these calls. He's not getting these calls. I need to be on the lookout for this. And while I understand some people's argument that, you know, opposing offensive linemen feel like they can be a little bit more aggressive with Micah because they're not getting called for holding. Um, Good point. You're, you're just – you're magnifying the attention on this. And I don't think that, like, you're not going to pick up six holding calls on Saturday night against Detroit because you're tweeting about this and talking about it on your podcast. <laughs> I totally agree. Now, why in your, I, I'm, I'm trying to dive into the mind of Mike McCarthy. Why would he feel like this game is the most important game of the season when you've played the 49ers, when you've played Philly twice? I, I'm trying to figure it out. I, I can't, we're not getting to talk to him this week because we're off tomorrow. Why is that? Is that just him just trying to have the next game up mentality? Why is this game more important than those other three? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's definitely just some, you know, coach speak involved yeah, in that. Yeah, I think so, but, too. Um, but if you had, you know, and this is this is reality, if you had told me two weeks ago, hey, RJ, the Cowboys can only win one game between Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit, who would you want it to be? The reality is I would have picked point. Detroit. The, the, the best kinds of losses you can have, are road losses to the opposing conference, just as far as tiebreakers are concerned. Um, now, in this instance, the Bills and Dolphins are both teams the Eagles beat. Um, so it, that could have been a tiebreaker that separated Dallas and Philadelphia, but thankfully that will not be the case. The reality is you want to have the best division or the best conference record possible as it relates to your divisional matchup, as it relates to your seeding in the NFC playoff picture. And that's what's at stake here. I mean, you know, this is a playoff team just the same way that Buffalo likely will be and Miami is. Um, so if you take care of business against them, yes, people will continue to say what they will about you not having the same level of success on the road. But you put yourself in position to not just win the division, but to take the two seed. I mean, the, there's, the most, there's the biggest pendulum swing potentially with this game, not with Miami or with Buffalo. Absolutely. Now, um, Miami, especially on the last drive, they're able to run the ball. Everybody's like, that's the big narrative on the Cowboys. Even. Run the ball, run the ball. And speaking of Micah, he, he likened David Montgomery and Gibbs to Zeke and Pollard. How do they stop those two guys? And, and a team that averages over 140 yards a game, fourth in the league in rushing, how are they supposed to fix that in six days? Guess you don't. I mean, yeah, you got to be – different people right you know like that's that's what this kind of comes down to and the reality like people want to people get so mad when they lose and they want to say they're soft and I, I don't think they're soft by any stretch I don't but either. they're they're really small I mean that's just the reality of their linebacker group I mean their heaviest linebacker is like 214 pounds I mean 
it's just, you know, that's, that's the price you pay when, you, when all your linebackers are converted safeties. Um, and so you just don't have the beef to, to kind of, you know, to handle that. And I think James Cook really displayed that two weeks ago. So how do you fix it? You score first and you score a lot and you take them out of the game in that sense because if Detroit's able to score first, if they get out to a double-digit lead potentially, it's a downhill game for them. And that's the worst possible situation you can be in as the Cowboys because you leave yourself susceptible to the run game when you're on defense and you know you put them in a position where they can blitz you a little bit more and try to get after you when you're on offense. And so that's the worst case, absolute nightmare scenario for Dallas on Saturday night. I guess depending on how all this stuff shakes out this weekend, so many different scenarios, RJ. Um, again, if if I'm a diehard Cowboy fan. Which you are. I am. <laughs> I don't have a problem with where they are. Like, again, look, Tampa's won four in a row. I'm not gonna I'm not about to sit here and, and disrespect Tampa and you would have to go on the road where the Cowboys have had trouble. But I still don't mind. Again, I, I guess I am going to be disrespectful. I'm not scared to go to Tampa and play Baker Mayfield. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're in a bad place. I think you know, because it's the Cowboys, it's gloom and doom, and the world's ending. But where they are, to me, is okay. And 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 where they are, don't. Wouldn't that mean you could correct me if I'm wrong? You wouldn't have to see the boogeyman till the NFC Championship game. I mean, it depends. Right. Okay. If, if the playoffs if the playoffs started today, right. Dallas would visit Dallas would visit Tampa, uh, the Rams would visit the Lions, and the Seahawks would visit the Eagles. I okay. think the favorites in those games would be Philly, Detroit, and Dallas. And if it if it if it went chalk, then that would send Dallas to San Francisco oh, in okay. the divisional round. Um, and so that's okay. why you Okay, know, got you. Now that's the, a little bit more scary. The two seed is the, the most desirable spot because it guarantees you avoid San Francisco in the divisional round, presuming mm-hmm. they hang on to the one seed. And the two seed also guarantees you two home games at least if you win the first one. You know, you, you get, for a team that you know we talk about like man, they're so good, they're unstoppable at home. You want to play as many games as possible there. And so if you get at least two, and if somebody somehow upsets the 49ers in the divisional round, then you would host the NFC Championship game. I mean, so that's what that's. So it matters. Uh, I. Yeah, like I don't think anyone doubts Dallas's ability at Tampa in the wild card round, but this is this is about a much bigger goal than that. Um, but I do think the the number of scenarios and the forecasting are interesting. I read an article this week that'll come out probably later today. If you look at ESPN's playoff pred- predictions right now, which is based on their football power index, the Cowboys have the second best chance of reaching the Super Bowl of all NFC teams. What? And that is wow. You know, really heavily based on the idea they would be the five seed, which again would, would suggest that they play at least one and, and likely multiple games on the road. So for all of us, myself included, who are like, man, they suck on the road. Like the moment they're going to have to play a road playoff game, like it's probably good night. I mean, ESPN's playoff projections, which is an independent, you know, objective computer model, uh, likes their chances more than anybody except San Francisco to reach the NFC championship game. And so, I don't know how both of those things could be true, how you can feel like they have these, you know, significantly, you know, legitimate odds to reach the title game because they would involve winning playoff games on the road, which is their Achilles heel right now. Some of that is likely just because of the field, right? If you're, if you're lucky and you don't have to go to San Francisco, it could break your way. And I don't know that enough people remember. I know I'm going long here. No, no, I, this year, is all good stuff. Go ahead. Well, last year, Dallas beat Tampa in the wild card round, and it was because the Giants upset the Vikings 
in the wild card round that Dallas had to go to San Francisco. Had had things gone chalk, had Minnesota been able to hang on, they were the right. divisioner and they were the home team, then they would have gone to San Francisco and Dallas would have gone uh, to uh, to Philadelphia because Philly was the one seed. Now, the Eagles last year were a much scarier team, and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to them, but I liked Dallas's chances much more against Philadelphia than San Francisco because they know Philly, they've played them well. Again, it's not a disrespect thing. It's just the Niners are that unstoppable. And so, again, all it takes is one flap of the butterfly's wings and in, in one upset to happen or whatever to send you from one place to another and completely change your destiny. That's all good stuff. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys. Now, like all of us, R.J., Monday night kind of opened my eyes to something about San Francisco. And I wasn't shocked. Look, again, you know, quarterbacks have bad games. So I'm not, you know, everybody knows I'm not the biggest Brock Purdy fan. I'm not shocked he had an off game. What I was shocked at was that that the way Lamar Jackson carved up that defense and the way he, to me, in my opinion, R.J., the way he carved up that defense was extending plays to throw the ball. And that we've seen over the years, we're all screamed at the TV, take off and run. Dak Prescott, if, again, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to compare to Lamar Jackson, Dak haters calm down, but what I'm saying is, if they are to meet San Francisco, we saw something on tape where you can get up and down on the field on that team if you could get a little bit of time in the pocket, move the pocket and go throw the guys that are kind of you know doing the playground type plays. I think I think I think the Ravens. If we can say Buffalo opened the eyes, though you know they 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 gave us something on Dallas. I think we can say the same for what the Ravens did to San Francisco. Yeah, and all you need is Lamar Jackson. And, yeah, you know you, agree. <laughs> you, you can beat San Francisco. Uh, so I'm not saying Dak is Lamar, RJ. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but he can do some of those things general premise of this however um you know most cowboys holding penalties or a lot of them tend to happen when Dak does what you're suggesting i mean when you do start to kind of institute a more chaotic playground style game it does become messy and that's when mistakes happen when when you know things are flying very fast at you and so um it's and that's why if you're complaining about penalties you're you're magnifying the attention on you you're you're opening officials eyes on you and they're looking for that they're hunting for that because they know you're known for that in those situations and so um it's it's definitely possible i agree this happens often where one team gets you know just kind of the the snot beat out of them and we all say all right the book is out and i think a lot of people have felt that way about dallas potentially or philadelphia like everybody kind of has their right of passage getting mm-hmm. destroyed on national television i really did not see many people like okay we've got the niners i really saw a lot of people like they're still the best team in the nfc like i know they just you know had it handed to them but i am still definitely afraid of them just because they've proven it over and over and over again. does dallas beat detroit on saturday night and like you can't lose again on jimmy johnson night right that's just disrespectful yeah, so the Lions obviously hadn't won the division in like four thousand years, whatever it was. And um, the last time they, the last time they did, they won a playoff game and they actually beat Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys. I don't know if Ooh. you uh, if you knew that. Uh, so why did you? Why would you even put that in the universe? Well, it's revenge. It's a revenge opportunity for Jimmy. You okay. know what I mean? Like, you're not going to have his revenge game be against the Niners because you're going to get smacked around. You're, <laughs> you're going to have it against uh, you know a run to the litter that you can have success against. Um, I, uh, I hopped on our podcast that covers the Detroit Lions at SB Nation yesterday, and what I said to them was, you know, they asked for a prediction, 
and this is not an indictment of the Lions by any stretch. Okay. I, I think the Cowboys will be the more desperate team on Saturday night. They have a little bit more to play for. I mean, even the, the guys I was talking to, they were like, I don't really even care about the end of the regular season. Right? Like, we won the division. Like, I don't care about the difference between the two and the three seed. And I just want—I was like, you have no idea. Like, you, you, you have no idea, you know, what you're doing here and, and the stakes that are on the line. So I, I envy your naivete because it's a, a beautiful thing in its own way. Um, but so Dallas knows that they need this, that they need the best possible situation, obviously, to go into the playoffs. And so they're, they're also coming off two losses. I do think they ran into, I know we all talked about this, a Buffalo team that was more desperate than they were, given their playoff situation and what they're fighting for. Very I true. think I underestimated how desperate the Dolphins were going to be. And so I think it's just Dallas' turn to be the more desperate team, the more hungry team, the team that kind of feels like they need it more. And I do think, you know, at the end of the day, everyone is human. And I think it's difficult for Detroit after last week's division win for the first time in 5,000 years, as you mentioned, to get up in the same way. It's hard and it's life and it's the NFL. It's, it's been between Christmas and New Year's. So I'm not, again, saying that I, I think Detroit is soft or doesn't play hard because they absolutely do. But I definitely think that they'll maybe be operating at 93, 94% this week. Absolutely. My man, again, hope you had a Merry Christmas. I hope you have a Happy New Year. And I hope you reach all of your goals for 2024. And props to you and the family. Keep trucking along, my man. My first goal for 2024 is for you and Pledge to each have a bowl of ice cream before 2023 is over. <laughs> I think uh, we can so do you that. Have, um, you have a few days. I want a whole bowl. I want an update. I want you each to text me a picture of the, the bowl that you choose to eat. You can do it together if you want to go on a little date. It's up to you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I love you guys. I love the station. And Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and go watch Oppenheimer. I finally did. And it go turns out it was pretty good. All right, will do. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. Check him out at RJ Ochoa on Twitter, on threads, Instagram, everywhere. TikTok is a great follow. Props, RJ. See you soon, my man. See you soon. Des caught it. <laughs> RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. Rudy J, 941, San Antonio Sports Star.